I'm Logan. And I'm Ryan. And this is Automatic for the People. It's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic. Hey everybody, welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Mr. Robot podcast. Uh, we're going to spoil the show, so if you haven't been watching, maybe don't listen. Uh, we're on Season 4, Episode 9, Conflict, um, which... Uh, Feels like it could very well be the season finale if this show was going into a fifth season. I don't. I think that's fair to say, right? Yeah, I mean, I almost had that thought of like, is that it? <laughs> like, where like do we go the, from here? Yeah, like this would have been extended to like two episodes, maybe, and then that would be episode nine and ten, and then that would be the finale of the show if we were getting a fifth season. Um, because it ends, first of all, I'm a little confused. At the end of the last episode, Elliot said he couldn't do it. But at the beginning of, well, by the end of this episode, he does do it. Where's the game change? Like, where's the, the change at? Am I missing something? Well... When Elliot said he couldn't do it, Mr. Robot took over. Right. I, I, I did get that. That was my first thought. It was like, well, Mr. Robot did take over. Like, hence him being in the room with Darlene. And, and Darlene pop quizzing him. Like, yeah. why are you here? Where's yeah. he at? Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, Jamie, the other day when I watched it the first time, she watched some of it with me. And she was like, I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> But she's only seen, like, the first three episodes, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, the show can be... I, I can't imagine coming into anything past season, like, halfway through season one without seeing all of the show. Um, you asking where the change comes is that he... I truly think he recognizes that White Rose is trying to play him and toy with his emotions and Elliot comes back and he's like because the whole hack happens basically well it gets to a certain point without Elliot even being involved you're right and we see the the switch which is done artfully I thought it was yeah I thought it was good I I, I mean it was kind of chilling I knew it I mean I agree it was yeah, kind of chilling, but you saw it coming. Like when, oh yeah, for sure. When you're seeing the back of Mister Robot's head, you're like, okay, eventually they're gonna make the switch, and Elliot's gonna come back. Um, I, actually, before we even get to all that, there's a uh, what I've been silently referring to in my mind as a meeting of the minds, which are the three known occupants outside of Elliot himself of Elliot's consciousness or yeah. whatever you have young Elliot, uh, Mr. Robot, the stand in for his dad and his mom who seems a lot less cold in this incarnation, which we've seen yeah. her like via his mind before, but not, not really, talking or anything like in the prison she saw she her in a there. different light because we thought 
she was the the bad one, the bad yeah. parent. Which and not that obviously she was a good not a good parent. parent. <laughs> but right, yeah. Um yeah, it it's interesting how your perspective can just be rocked and changed. And I mean this it's we've actually had a very similar situation happen to us in real life where someone we know we thought we knew fairly well turns out was trying to pick up little girls in downtown and got arrested and like it was mind blowing right um i don't know if it was as much for me as it was for a lot of other people I always saw a little bit of something there, like, but you know, sometimes you can never tell. I mean, sometimes people are just genuinely weird, yeah, off or whatever. Um, that doesn't I mean, I make think... them pedophiles or right. you know murderers, but hindsight's always twenty twenty. When you look back on it, and if something bad happens, they do something bad. It's easy to look back and go, I always knew something was off about him or her. Hey, hold on a second. Anyway, what were we talking about? Um, just Mr. Robot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, we're talking about the person that we knew that got arrested and uh, just how, I don't know, it's just that whole thing of like people rarely wind up being who you think they are. And that, that kind of works both ways. Um, I remember, uh, you know, Angela or Angie, uh, that I hang out with. She, she, when we started hanging out, she was like, I always thought you were just, uh, like, what did she, what did she say? Not evil, but she's just like, you're just, I always, always thought you were a mean person. I was like, why? She's like, you just always look upset. I was like, oh, no, nah, that's just the way I look. Like, I just don't walk around with a stupid grin on my face. <laughs> it like, it just, it always looked like you were just, you know, ready to get into a fight. I was like, yeah, no. it's like I, I'm not a Christmas elf. I don't walk around <laughs> with like, and I'm not the Joker either. So, yeah. Oh, so it's just, it's that whole like the whole don't judge a book by its cover thing works for like, don't think everybody's good just cause they seem good. So, um, yeah, anyway, it's pretty interesting. So I, that whole conversation reframed a lot of things that had happened. So I was a little confused by something that I haven't really brought up until now. Um, and this kind of clarifies it. And, I, and it's my confusion, not the show's error. So I was under the impression that another personality of Elliot's talked to uh, Vera. But when Elliot and Vera are together, Elliot says, why now? Like, why have you waited this long? And so 
I didn't really bring it up because I was like, well, I mean, maybe the show is going to address it. And I need to go back and re-listen to the conversation that him and Darlene have when she's like, yeah, when that Vera dude came looking for you. Elliot never talked to Vera. No person inside of Elliot ever talked to Vera. Vera was looking for Elliot, I guess, and found Darlene and our Darlene witnessed this and then told Elliot the Vera was looking for him or something to that effect. We didn't get to see that conversation, but it wasn't Elliot that she was talking to and it wasn't Mr. Robot and it wasn't the, the mom or the little Elliot either. It was this other person that gets alluded to in this conversation but they're talking about like waking him up and the kids like, well, maybe we should just tell him everything. And Mr. Robot says something about how he's going to tell him what he really did or something like that. Like all of that is just, I'm just like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. To me, this has to be our last few episodes are going to seriously deal with this. Um, because, I, I mean, there will be some other stuff going on, but I think the main focus for the rest of the show is going to be this other thing that everybody keeps talking about. Right. Although I, I do think White Rose will come a-looking. I was about to say, we're not done with White Rose. There's no way. Oh. And I, I don't think there's no way he doesn't pay a price for what he's done. So, who Elliot? Yeah, I mean that's fair. Be it he loses Darlene, or he dies, or he winds up compromising himself along with everybody else. Um. So, uh, another question I had for you. Um, or for anybody, do you think, I know we talked about this ad nauseum last week or last episode. Do you think the fact that we don't see Dom in this episode is pretty much confirmation that she's not dead? Uh, I mean, yeah, I would think so because I would think they would have confirmed that already. Right. If she was, if, if that wasn't the end of her if she was going to die if like it continued into this episode something would have happened in this episode where like the dark army like other agents showed up and then finished her off or something like that you know um the fact that we didn't see anything we're just kind of led to follow the the breadcrumbs that we were given which was that the, the FBI, ambulance, whatever, they were all on their way. They were going to get to her in time. They're going to get her to the hospital. She's going to be down, but she's not out. So, um, well, um, I, I wanted to ask you a question about the episode, too, because this, it bugged me from the first time I watched it, and it bugs me even more now that I've watched it again. Darlene is going to where the actual dais group meeting is. And on the way there, she passes a lot that's selling Christmas trees. Now, 
once you get inside that meeting, you hear one guy say, it's the guy who asked for his car first and the private jet or whatever. You hear him say he was just on an 11-hour flight on Christmas Day. What Christmas tree lot is selling Christmas trees on Christmas Day? I mean, um, I know it's ridiculous, but it it's bothering the crap out of me. We also don't live in New York, man. For all we know, that's a thing. I mean, I guess if there's people that could buy them on Christmas night and decorate them and then take them down a week later. Yeah. I don't know. It just it kept bothering, the, and it's still bothering the crap out of me. Like, that doesn't happen here. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, God, no. They're done the weekend before Christmas. They're all packed up. You might have, a, you know, a few that are, like, Lowe's and what, like those big stores that, that will sell trees. They'll still have them, but there won't be any good trees left. So, I, I could go on this whole tirade about how ridiculous it is that, like, the Christmas tree as a thing. Like, the older I get, the more I'm like, this is kind of stupid <laughs> to put this much effort into getting something that's going to last you at best a month. And that's if you're taking care of it only to have to take it down, clean up after it. It's like having a pet. That... I mean, mine lasts year after year after year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know people don't like fake trees, and but they're, 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 we, fake trees have come a long way, you know. You can get it. You have to spend some money, but you can get a pretty good one. And you know, I, I don't know. It just the whole thing just gets kind of ridiculous. But, but to your point, yeah, that is a little weird. But again, I chalk it up to like we don't live in New York, so ah. Yeah, I just had to throw that out there before I forgot all about it. <laughs> so, I, we talked, or was it me and you or me and Jess? I talked about it at some point with somebody. Like, do you think the rest of the show basically just takes place on Christmas Day? I think we're at the point now where we're about to confirm. I mean, it still could. I mean, we've got four episodes left. So that could still all kind of sort of take place in real time, but we're 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 in Christmas night, right? It's not early morning Christmas day; it's Christmas night. Correct. You know that's a good point, but still, after midnight, because he said the guy at the meeting specifically says an eleven-hour flight on Christmas day. Right. I'm pretty sure he says Christmas Day. So that just tells me that, like, he could have been an 11 hour flight into Christmas Day. Yeah, but the fact that there's so much hoopla going on around her when she's going to, to the actual meeting tells me it's not midnight on Christmas Eve. No, no, we've already passed midnight. That happened yeah. with uh, the Elliot in the Woods episode. Like, because it rolls into midnight there. So I think we're in Christmas night. I mean, that's what I think. Uh -oh. Um, 
So, yeah. Which makes it even weirder that that tree place is still open. But, again, we want to live in New York. Who knows? So, and are they even open? Is it just, you know... Yeah, yeah, I guess I didn't really look in the background. Um, so, I mean, the long and short of this episode is, I mean, it happens. They succeed. They rob the Deus group blind. I think the star of this episode is Price. Oh, God. Like... For a dude who barely shows up in season one, only to find out at the end of season one, he's, or or by the end of season one, he barely shows up in the first episode. Uh, Or is it the second episode? I forget. Anyway, and by the end of season one, you're like, oh, this cat's one of the most important players. And he's also evil. And then now here we are at the end of everything. And... Like, is he evil? Yes. But, like, he, it's... Well, that goes back to being the bad guy in somebody else's story. I mean... Yeah. It, it's the kind of turnaround for a villain that... Also, he explains it himself. Yeah. I'd rather see you lose than win for myself. Yeah. And that's, uh. that is true evil. That's the Joker... Uh, torching the money in, in the I dark mean, it's, night. It's, it's Dr. Doom, man. He's Dr. Doom. <laughs> um, uh, what, Al, what did Alfred say in the dark night about... Some uh, people just want to watch the world burn. Yep. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Yep. I don't think he wanted to watch the world burn. I think he wanted to watch... Uh, White Rose Burn. <laughs> oh yeah, that and that's that goes back to the villain in someone's story or the enemy or the what is it? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. So he uh, made Elliot his friend. So like all the things he's doing that come across as po- possibly noble or right or whatever, he's only doing out of spite, which doesn't. It, like it's okay to take advantage of that to to do the right thing, but it doesn't make him a good person. <laughs> well, I mean, and I don't even know what it would have happened if they hadn't killed Angela. Right. Um. I knew he knew he couldn't stop it, but this he knew is he could get revenge for, for what this happened. Is, this is Darth Vader picking up the Emperor and throwing him over the edge. <laughs> oh, he reminded me of the Emperor so much. In this episode and like uh kind of kind of like you know poking at, at uh white rose and white rose losing actually reminded me more of dark Vader and white rose reminded me of luke because white rose is like how is this possible <laughs> <laughs> no it isn't true and uh, white and uh Price is just standing over there like, yeah, it's true. I got your ass. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty great. Definitely, I think we'll fall down, fall into place as one of my favorite, like, gotcha moments in 
definitely in TV history, but uh, I mean, I would consider it in cinema history. Like, it's a fun. It's so so much fun watching him just not give a crap. Like he knows he's going to die. <laughs> Yay! He even says, uh, and he knows he's if he doesn't die, he's done for. I right. mean, he's like, well, if if it's what I think it is, we're all broke now. And that's when you get to like, how is this possible? Oh. Um. And so it's this. This is what struck me. This it's watching this the second time. So we meet Elliot for the very first time in Ron's coffee shop. Shake, not shaking down, but going after busting this, a pedophile. Yes. It turns out his dad's a pedophile. <laughs> yes. Um, who tries to buy him off. And Elliot's response is, I don't give a shit about the money. And then he walks away. And in a very... Uh, in, in line with the things aren't, aren't what you thought they were kind of thing. Not that he cares about the money. I know Elliot doesn't care about the money. But it does wind up being all about the money. That's like a Hans Gruber situation. <laughs> uh, what kind of terrorists are you? Who said we were a terrorist? <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I mean, considering like all of the things that they've had to do to execute all of these plans that for the most part wound up backfiring and uh, all of this stuff from season one going on to now, like to get to this point and have it like, yes, there is a hitch. The plan doesn't go off exactly like they thought it should. They do have to improvise, but then instead of the improvisation causing them like yet another hiccup, that they then, you know, have to, like, everything just, just happens. Like, it all just happens. And it works. Yeah, it was kind of, uh, oh, what is that, the movie where he, it's a wonderful life type of thing, uh, where they just, you felt like it was going to fail because of all the roadblocks that are bumps in the road that they keep hitting. Yeah. And you see her, mm, Things going off like not found, not found, not found, not found. And you're like, oh, it's not going to happen. And then, you know, I'm surprised that uh, what's his name didn't kick in with the bells and everything, like diehard style when it did happen. You know? Oh yeah. That like Hans Gruber falling off the building, bells yeah. and you know every, all this stuff going off. That would have been awesome. I was expecting it, but I mean, no shame on the music. I mean, it's always fantastic. So. Oh yeah, there's a Mac Coyle. Yeah, he's he's always great, man. I I would love to have that dude composing, uh, whatever the next Star Wars franchise is going to be. Uh, Star Trek. Or Star Trek, yeah, I could. Could go for that because we got a nice new director coming to Star Trek. So yeah, 
Although apparently Tarantino still wants to do a Star Trek movie. He's just a fan. That's all it is. Um. So yeah, I mean, not that there isn't stuff to unpack here, but most most of everything except for the the meaning meeting of the mind scene at the beginning and white rose's conversation with elliot in front of price like everything's pretty straightforward like there's no there's not a lot of subtext to dig into yeah did I, we jump back into the time travel thing with him telling elliot angel but, is not um, dead you can see her again what do you think so you have a theory, but we haven't talked about it on the podcast. So, Shoot, I don't remember what my theory was. <laughs> I I think he's talking about some kind of like a what we saw in Agents of Shield. Uh, that's like what a, theory was, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought it was. But uh, some kind of upload, some kind of mainframe, like where your consciousness. I mean, much like cut my head off and freeze it, and then you know and a thousand years, they'll be able to rebuild my body. Well, I mean, technically, we're almost there. <laughs> I mean, all they need is some stem cells, DNA, and, I mean, they can start growing bodies. Yeah. But I think it's a lot like that, a lot like a mainframe-type situation. But it that sounds just as dumb as time travel. I still think White Rose thinks that she can. Well, see, here's the past that, that, she very much alludes to. Like, I can take away like all of those things. Like, we can fix everything. And to me, that just screams time travel, like changing the past. See, what you said is what that White Rose thinks she can, and right. to me, that's the key thing. Is like. All of it sounds ridiculous because it is because she's delusional. <laughs> yeah. Which would make for like, if you could rewrite this show from a, from white roses perspective and have it be a show about this person who uh, was forced into a life. They didn't want to live, had to pretend to be somebody. They're not lost the love of their life to suicide um you know and then kind of fell into this uh line of thinking that time travel is possible um and like just goes to all these great measures down to like amassing a fortune and building their own large or small hadron collider in the congo like and to get to the end and it not work. Like, what a show that would be, man. Oh, well, Elliot's got to destroy the machine now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's one step that we, we have to get to. Um, we talked about it being pretty much like a slope downhill from now. Dealing with his family situation, but... He did promise Price, or Mr. Robot promised Price, yep. that he'd destroy that machine. 
Yep. So we might have like a Mr. Robot adventure left, you know. Which has been a lot of this season. Uh, it's been way, way less of Elliot and way more of Mr. Robot's personality. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting, um, especially since even on IMDb, the title of the last two episodes still haven't been revealed. But obviously, if you're following the 401, 402 They're error all code, error codes. Right. Yeah. If you Google 412 error code and 413 error code, it'll give you a hint as to possibly what what we're going to be dealing with in the episode. Not necessarily a uh, spoiler for the episode. Oh, my God. You know what What's I mean? the page not found error code? Uh... We already had that one. Not found was that's four oh four, right? Okay. I, mean, I could tell you what they are if you want me to. No, it's okay. Okay. I mean, the uh, <laughs> my favorite one that's coming is four eleven though. Well, I think, tell me what it is. I think episode 411 is going to be one of the longest episodes of this show ever. Because a 411 error message is length required. <laughs> uh, and if it's like an hour and 12 minute episode of Mr. Robot, or even an hour long, like full hour long episode of Mr. Robot, I'm going to laugh my ass off. <laughs> Oh, uh, length required is too good. Um, so is so. Do you think Angela is alive in some way, shape, or form? No. So you think she's dead? Not even a, like alive in the matrix kind of way. No, I think that's just a like a pipe dream of his. He's so sure though. Like even Price tells him he's like, I wanna believe you. Like you're so sure when you're telling me this stuff. Like I just wanna believe you. But I How many know episodes are there possible. real quick? Sorry. Thirteen. Okay. 410 is my favorite. That's the next one. It's called Gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, gone so who's gone? White Rose, Elliot, Mr. Robot? Price. <laughs> Angela. Uh... Well, they're definitely both gone. Uh, uh, maybe you don't know I don't think and there's no way Angela's still any kinds of alive I'm still flabbergasted that just because uh, 
I, I know I've, I've said this 20 times, but the way it's filmed, that scene with Angela dying was filmed two years ago or two and a half years ago or whatever at this point. Like, it was filmed forever and a day ago. And we had no inkling, no idea, no nobody said anything about like, well, we'll see if Angela's still around. Nothing. They just sat on it. Like, it still just blows my mind. Um, um, I mean, I agree with you. It, it's crazy. It's absolutely It's amazing crazy. that they kept it under wraps. Is the, I mean, if that's what you're saying. Like, usually crap like that, uh, in two years, it would have already leaked. Right. So, if... if Sorry, the Star Wars stuff these, had uh, two years ago, we'd already know about it. So Yeah. I was reading these error codes. So Oh, so you you looked up twelve and thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. I like thirteen too, that's pretty funny. Yeah. It, I'm like, oh okay, well I kinda that's a good title for a final episode. So. I got a feeling our minds are going to be blown. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. But anyway, um, I I don't know. I'm still on the fence, man. Like I'm like white. I'm like white rose. I'm like Price. I want to believe. Like I want to believe. Like that. Like it's like. Not to keep bringing up Doctor Doom, but like it's a Doctor Doom thing. Like, yeah, you're going about all of this the wrong way. But like, Doom's thing is like, A, he's right, even if he's doing it the wrong way. And B, like he he always has the science or magic or whatever to back up what he wants to do or what he's saying or whatever his downfall is always his hubris. Like, the fact that he is so sure that everybody else is wrong and he's right. Like, he's not ever willing to step aside and work with somebody. It's just, you know, no, it's my way. And then that usually winds up just costing. You can kind of say the same thing for White Rose that now that we've seen the backstory behind White Rose... It was all for a purpose, and that purpose got uh, mutated or manipulated or, you know, turned into a different purpose where it became less about revenge for the death of his lover and more about just, like, world domination. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's the. I mean, that's Doctor Doom right there, right? I mean, yeah, kind of well, gets it's perverted is what I was thinking, trying to come yeah. up with. Most it, it becomes more starts perverted. Off, yeah, Magneto. Like it starts off as this personal vendetta that's very understandable. Um, and yeah, because turns, of the Holocaust and everything, yeah. and then it becomes 
about. I mean, just yeah, misinterpreted and I mean, perverted is the right word. Yeah, and to, the, the power that they're able to to claim winds up just absolutely corrupting them, and so it becomes about like, no, I have to have all the power and be in control um, to make sure that nothing like this ever happens to me or the people I care about. So, yeah, it's it's going to be really freaking interesting. Um, like, do, can White Rose still command the power of the Dark Army without the funds to back that up? Like, because the Dark Army is still, like, despite, like, kind of taking their cues from White Rose, they're still very much in the that universe. So they will know that the that White Rose and the Deus group no longer have any like financial uh, backing. So like do you still well, take also, we have that to, person? You know, we have to find out what happened to White Rose after you know uh, Jane comes home, transforms into White Rose, and then all you hear is gunfire throughout the whole mansion. Well yeah so, that too. I mean, like, we don't, we have no idea what's going to happen there. Well, I, I get the, so I do have a couple of, like, I didn't like this in this episode. Um, for the majority, of, for the entire existence of this show, we've repeatedly talked about how it doesn't hold your hand. There's no uh, exposition. Like, there's no moment where somebody sits down and says, I'm going to explain this to you like you're a dummy. Occasionally, we'll have Elliot, like, talking his tech speak and saying what he's doing. But he's just saying what he's doing. If you don't know what it means, like, they don't take the time to explain that to you. And they're like, well, a Raspberry Pi does this and this and that and that. It's just like, oh, well, if you don't know what it is, then, oh, you know. Oh, Look well, it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you don't know what a honeypot is, okay. You know, stuff like that. Like, But in this episode, we specifically have Mr. Robot telling us, like, what things are. And that's a little... I was like, oh, this show never does that. It doesn't do it, do it to the point of, like... like old procedurals but it does it does it more than this show has ever done it and it kind of made me step back and be like oh I don't know if I like that uh, it might be purposeful though that's what I'm hoping like is this a like a dad thing you know what I mean like, I know it's not his dad but like since we're we're getting the narration from Mr. Robot this season we're getting it explained to us the way a dad would explain something to their child, maybe. Um, and also, I, I don't love the, the ooh, is White Rose dead ending. Like, oh, did they just bust in and kill her? No. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think so at all. <laughs> no, neither do I. I believe that I believe Dom was dead before I believed that. Yeah. So, 
So, yeah. That's two things, you know, just because we're overwhelmingly, genuinely positive about this show. Those two things, I did not love how they handled them in this show. This episode. But... Yeah, I guess I'm just... uh... Purposeful. You watch a lot of procedural television. Yeah, that's... I don't think that... It's so, not as, it's it's too subplot to to mean anything to me, but at the same time, this show's good at throwing things in the background, much like Ron's Coffee Shop, and it took them four seasons for pretty much explain to you like this is why he went after the pedophile. Yeah. I mean, it kind of hits you when you find out his dad was. Yeah. who he is. And you're like, that's why Ron's coffee shop happened. <laughs> now, I really want to know if Ron's coffee shop spawned this other hack. If he found other stuff on that server because of what it was. Maybe. Uh, who knows? I mean, we might get the answers. We might not. Um, I don't know. Four episodes left, man. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting ride. And hoping to record with Jess, although I she still has not caught up. So I don't know if that's gonna be possible. I'm gonna get with Spencer and see if uh, if he's available to do uh, like a uh, season so far kind of wrap up for our next uh, little. I'm. I've been calling them triptychs um, for episode six through nine, but Spencer hasn't been on at all. So we could just, just be like, Hey, here's everything that's happened. So, um, so yeah, there's that. Um, I don't have anything else on the episode. Do you? Uh, no, not really. All right. Well, at Mr. Robot podcast, on uh, Twitter, um, Mr. Robot Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you find everything else we do at xwingfiles.com, and you can support us on Patreon. You can find old episodes of the show, uh, patreon.com slash automatic for the people. And uh, we'll be back hopefully in a few days with uh, Jess or Spencer, or possibly Jess and Spencer. And then we'll be back next week talking about episode 10 as we go into the the final stretch of episodes here. So we'll see you guys in. Bye everybody. Here's a little edge for the never believer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's a little ghost for the offering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's Yeah, 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 yeah Mr. Andy Coffin's gone wrestling